Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story your way in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, or maybe you experienced writer's block and we also dive into big time editing topics because of course editing is also part of the book writing journey our goal is to provide inspiration motivation encouragement and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible if this is your first time joining us again my name is Chelsea and I'm a published author editor and the owner of your writing table which provides full service book writing consulting editing and publishing services I've been writing and editing for over 20 years and yes I literally eat sleep and breathe writing and editing for all of our returning listeners thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family we appreciate you and we thank you for all the support the questions you send in for topic suggestions and all the positive feedback last but not least thank you to all our partners who support us financially and help us to continue create quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey promote their books brands and their businesses if you would like to become a partner please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information and one more thing don't forget to follow us please follow us on Spotify iHeart radio apple podcast or whichever your platform is that you listen to podcasts on all you have to do is click the follow button or subscribe notify so you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop and now let's get into today's episode welcome listeners welcome welcome thank you for tuning in to another phenomenal episode of women winning at writing and of course we have another phenomenal woman who is going to talk with us about her book writing journey and you know we talk about um all types of genres on the show of course and today we're going to talk about you know memoirs and I've had the question well you know I'm young I don't think I'm old enough to write a memoir you know um, I don't I don't want to talk about my whole life just yet and so to clear that up a memoir is not the same as an autobiography the autobiography is where you go I was born and this happened and you do this like chronological you know breakdown of your life a memoir is a little different a memoir focuses on a specific season a specific chapter a specific moment or a couple moments in your life and you highlight those things and so today's guest is going to share with us a very very special memoir that is near and dear to her heart and it is to mine as well um I absolutely love her story and the title of her book in itself is just, it is absolutely phenomenal. And I really, really believe that today's show is going to provide so much inspiration and empowerment for, um, for all of you that are listening in. So without further ado, please help me welcome Erica Wolf to the show. Welcome Erica. Thank you so much, Chelsea. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. So we're just going to dive right in. Please tell us about yourself and your book. Well, I am currently living in Colorado after being away from my beloved state for a while. Uh, We've been back here since August and I'm very happy about that. I'm a lover of mountains and the great outdoors. So this is a very 
um, welcome change in my life, and it gives me inspiration to to write and um, to just find peace in my life. Um, about writing my book, so it, it's an interesting way I think that my book came about because the title of my book, first of all, is Cancer and Other Things I'm Grateful For. So I started writing this book before I knew that it was actually going to be a book. And by that, I mean, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer in 2014. And when I first was diagnosed, I started a blog because I wanted to find a way to communicate with my family and friends that were spread out all over. And so I started writing and I didn't write every day. And there were times when it was easier to write than others because, of course, I was going through a serious illness, but it gave me a way to process what was happening. There's so much that went through my mind during that time and so much that was happening to me physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually and with my family that I needed an outlet. And so this blog really became a way to do that. And as I would write these posts, I would get feedback from people that they like the way that I write, that they wish that I would turn this into a book, that they feel like this could be helpful for other people. Could they share the link to my posts, etc.? And so at some point, you know, after my treatment, many years down the road, I thought, well, you know, maybe I will give this a shot. And I, I started into it and I got cold feet. Oh, wow. And... Yeah, I was like, I don't know if people really care. Um, Do I really have anything that interesting to share or that helpful to share? And I put it away and I didn't do anything with it for about another three years. So, you know, big long pause there, but decided to sort of brush it off again. I came to a place in my life where um, it, it just sort of started speaking to me again that, you know, these people I was coming into contact with, there's just so many people out there dealing with cancer. And it it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be cancer, to be honest, Chelsea. Um, You know, a lot of people can benefit from understanding how being your own best advocate can help you in any of life's biggest challenges. And, you know, uh, having finding gratitude in the difficulties that you are presented with in life. And so I think it was that that really started to get me going again. Was yeah. like, you know what? Yes, this is about cancer for me and for many other people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But when we start looking at what is gratitude and how does gratitude help us through difficult times, that can be about anything that you're facing. So that's why I was finally inspired to go for it. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I definitely identify with the cancer story. My father passed away of cancer. And just last year, my mom's last living sister passed away of, it started out as double breast cancer she had a mastectomy excuse me she had a double mastectomy and then she went into remission but then the cancer came back and it came back in her bones so um that's what eventually you know unfortunately she didn't make it it wasn't the breast cancer it was the bone cancer but Uh um as you said 
talking with anyone who has either experienced it themselves or they've, you know, been with a family member, friend, loved one. It is, it's absolutely challenging, you know, to go through something like that. So I just love the fact, first of all, that you took the step to tell your story. And then second of all, the title of your book, you know, Uh cancer and things I'm grateful for. You don't find Uh many people that say they're grateful, (laughs) you know, in the middle of something that is tragic, you know, or, you know, like, oh my gosh, you have cancer. Should you should be crying. You should be, you know, sad and in the dumps. And so, um, I just, I absolutely love that to have an attitude of gratitude. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, um, what was your writing process like, you know, to actually start talking about it and, you know, you did the blogs, but to turn it into a Mm -hmm. book. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just wanted to touch briefly on what you said about the gratitude during a difficult period because, so my mom passed away just last month of cancer oh and sorry, we, we lost, I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, I was saying my condolences. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. She had colon cancer. She had had breast cancer previously about 25 years previous and she fought that and she'd been healthy for a long time and then dealt with um, colon cancer since 2020 but um also my husband's mom passed of pancreatic cancer 21 years ago and so i don't want people to get the idea that i don't understand um the gravity of this disease Mm -hmm. i do i absolutely do i've had extreme loss due to this disease and when I was faced with it, I was, I didn't think like, I mean, I, I guess at first for, for a minute, it was like, well, how did this happen to me? Like mm-hmm. I've been healthy. I was 43 at the time. I wasn't, you know, in bad uh, health in any other way. So I really kind of thought like, why me? And then, you know, the more you read about it and you see how prevalent breast cancer specifically is, it's more like, why not me? Like, why wouldn't this happen as much as it's happening in our society and, um, you know, just in general, you know, in our world, why wouldn't I be, I'm not exempt in some way. And so I just started to look at it a little bit differently. And so, um, you know, when I started to look at cancer as something that could teach me I think that's what sort of inspired me to do the writing was that there was something to learn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no matter what the outcome is because I decided that I was going to write and that I was going to adopt this attitude of being grateful before I knew that the chemo was going to be effective and before I knew, you know, how well my mastectomy was going to go. And it wasn't afterwards that I was like, oh, now I have something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. It was in the moment because, you know, I, I started looking at it and going, okay, well, I was stage three. Okay. But I wasn't stage four. And, yeah. you know, it hadn't, it hadn't gone to any other organs. Um, they had treatment that they thought was going to be useful for me, that was going to be effective. Um, I had a great surgeon. I had a great radiation oncologist. I had a wonderful reconstructive surgeon. It was all of these things that I kept thinking to myself, well, you know, I just want to look at what is already in my favor yes. and not what, you know, okay, yeah, so I don't have an exactly squeaky clean bill of health right now, right, right. but... 
because I'm not old and infirm in another way Mm -hmm. or because I'm not dealing with some other illness on top of this or whatever, you know, I, I was grateful for that. And I, I thought to myself, you know what, I have to sort of unify what's going on in my body and my mind to make sure that I'm not fighting against myself Mm -hmm. the whole time. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, you know, you don't want to sit there and think like, oh, this is horrible. And I mean, not that there weren't times. I mean, I, my husband has found me crying on my office floor, um, you know, when I was going through the, the hardest part of this. But that doesn't mean that, I mean, I feel like there's a difference between like an attitude and an overall um, mentality versus your daily mood. Of course, my daily mood would sometimes go up and down and I would get frustrated and I would feel sick or I would be really tired, but I would try in those moments to go back to the thought of, Erica, what do you have to be lucky for right now? What are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? Yeah, I may be in bed feeling sick, but I have a bed and a roof over my head and insurance. And the reason why I'm sick is because the chemo that's working is making me feel ill right now. Mm -hmm. And so I always tried to come back to that because you don't, it's not 100%. I'm on this track and I'm always super positive, but you can always come back to that thought. And yeah. that's where I think it's important to to just remember that. Yeah. And that is true. That's very true. And you, again, the fact that you even just made the, the decision to look at it from a positive perspective is stage three. It's not stage four. I'm not bedridden. You know, I can still get up and it's move not- around. Not saying you're not in pain, you know, not saying that you don't feel, you know, your best, but it's not what someone else is or it's not this. And a lot of times, even when it comes to writing, we have to shift our mindset, right? Uh-huh. We have to shift our mindset to look at something from a different perspective, a more positive perspective. So even when you decided to go on your healing journey and you decided uh-huh. to do the holistic route, what was it that even, you know, led you to make that choice? So... Luckily, I had some great people in my life previous to this diagnosis. One of those people was a therapist who had helped me through some other difficult times. And the other was the primary care physician at my practice. So I hadn't actually seen him. His name's Butch, by the way, and I talk about him in the book. Um, I hadn't seen him at the practice. I always saw his physician's assistant. She was a woman, and I liked seeing her. But when I was diagnosed, she said to me, you know, Butch does work with cancer patients and he does all kinds of uh, integration of East-West medicine because he is an MD, but he is certified in acupuncture, Chinese herbs, homeopathy, different mm. things. And she's like, you should reach out and make an appointment with him. Yeah. And so I I did, and I'm so glad that I did because it opened my mind to not only what he offered, mm-hmm. which was so helpful to me when I was going through chemo, yeah. but from there, you know, he, I mean, I worked with him for the entirety of my treatment until I actually moved away about maybe two years after diagnosis, but there were certain things he couldn't do for me. Like I needed um, some hands-on treatment for mobility and physical therapy, things like that, after I went through my mastectomy. Mm -hmm. But because 
my mind was already open to, okay, the cancer treatment is absolutely vital and I need this, but in many ways it causes other issues. So the mastectomy, while I needed to have that organ removed, I had a a bilateral mastectomy, um, I also needed to repair the tightness and stiffness and muscle mobility and all those things that you don't really think about. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's gone and you don't have the cancer anymore, but now I can't put my hand over my head, you know? Um, So those kinds of things were available and I just started asking around. I would ask Butch, do you know someone who does X? Or, you know, asking my reconstructive surgeon, it just sort of branching out and going in these directions that really allowed me to heal as a whole person and not just be rid of this disease, but to heal mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. mind, body, and spirit in all ways. And so, yeah, between Butch and then also my therapist that I saw, I mean, I, I think that they both really helped me develop this um, self-love because I've always been sort of a tough it out person, like push through, well, this is cancer. It's not meant to be easy, you know, that sort of mentality, but sort of giving myself the grace to be like, yeah, it's not easy. Therefore, it's okay if you stay in bed all day, or it's okay if you feel like you need a weekend getaway because staring at these four walls is making you a little crazy, you know, and those kinds of things really gave me sort of that empowerment to advocate for myself in those scenarios that like, okay, you know what, to my oncologist, what you're giving me is working, but it's not helping these other aspects of my life. And I need to go and find those things for myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the holistic part came into it for me, because it was, uh, it was difficult to, I think, sort of see myself. I I felt like I was withering away, you know, it was the chemo, the, the mastectomy, the, on top of that, I, I, got early onset menopause because the medications caused that to occur and so it was big changes yeah in addition to fighting cancer it was just Mm -hmm. big life changes so when you decided to adopt you know the attitude of gratitude to look at things from the different perspective a positive perspective what effect did that have on your healing and even on your writing as you were telling the story Mm -hmm. I think it had a huge impact on my healing because I wasn't, my mind and my body were unified in what was happening. So it allowed me to sort of turn inward and listen to my body and think and ask, what, what do you need to heal right now? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And And so I just, I'm sorry. I said, that was amazing. I love that. Yeah, because I wasn't just listening to what other people were telling me I needed. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to tune in and listen to what my body said. So if my body said you need rest or my body said you need a certain food or you need, you know, time to yourself, whatever it was. Um, And I feel like that sort of helped me unify what was happening because it wasn't, well, just ignore the body because the body's gonna freak out like this is powerful medication i heard that a lot people would say well chemo is poison let's hope it kills the cancer before it kills you mm-hmm. I heard that <laughs> and <too>. yeah <laughs> isn't that horrible it i mean is. who wants to hear that it's you're like wait a minute here people um that is not helpful in any regard so um i, I had to tune out 
for sure. Uh, a lot of things that I heard from mm-hmm. just not not people close to me, but you know, you you talk to someone at the store, or maybe someone at the hospital, or while you're waiting in line somewhere, and you know, you're bald, so people can see that something's going on. You know, so um, you know, I just had to tune out a lot of this just messages that were that could be damaging if I try try to integrate them into my thinking but I just was like okay that person is not informed and ignore that so I think that that was um a good thing for me to know too was that um you know being able to choose the thoughts was was a good um thing for my path of healing because you do get to choose what you think about um my therapist would say that to me all the time if you don't like what you're watching change the channel um and so (laughs) that's what i would do i'd be like i didn't i didn't like that that didn't mesh with what i'm doing here that that doesn't sit well with me tune that out tune into something more positive so um i think that that's sort of how it it helped with my healing was that it actually just integrated the body mind and spirit together and when everything's working in the same direction it's way more powerful than when you're fighting against it yeah so what when you were writing how did that Uh Did that also help with your healing? I mean, you know, being able to express those feelings, being able to, you know, release those thoughts. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes I wouldn't realize what I was thinking until I went to write it. And sometimes I'd be like, wow, I'm really upset. You know, I'm angry about something, you know, and sometimes it was I was angry that the medical community wasn't listening to me um, about things that were more holistic in nature. My doctor would say things like, well, that that wouldn't hurt. Or now what is that supposed to do again? You know, so there just wasn't information there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that um, being having that outlet to be able to say and and you know bang it out on a keyboard when you're upset you know (laughs) sometimes I felt like I wanted to write it in all caps you know it was like I'm angry about this and I'm I'm angry for me I'm angry for other people I'm angry maybe that people don't know Mm -hmm. that a certain treatment is available or whatever it is um it also gave me a really fantastic opportunity to say thank you to so many people and that was really wonderful because I had an outpouring of gifts and cards and messages and people offering to drive me places or you know go to a movie or whatever it was or just come sit with me and you know have a cup of tea or something and it gave me an opportunity to say thanks in um, a way that you know I didn't have to sit down and write out a thank you note Mm -hmm. you know it's a very overwhelming time and so having this way to just put it out there into the world and express my gratitude and whatever emotion it was like I said sometimes anger sometimes gratitude sometimes it was curiosity I was like I don't I don't know what's going on and then I would write about like hey I learned something everyone here you go um and so yes the writing process gave me um a huge opportunity to sort of let that out there and you know sometimes I would get stuck friend would say to me this one friend of mine he'd say you can always edit what you've written but you can't edit a blank page that's true (laughs) and I loved that because 
I would get there and I'd be like, uh, you know, and he's like, just write it. It doesn't have to make sense right now. Right. Exactly. But yeah. you, you go back, right. And you do the editing process, which I know you know so much about, but it's, you can't edit what's not written. This is true. Yeah. You got to get the thoughts out <laughs> so you can have yep. something to edit. Yeah. So you can yep. have something to go back. That's, I want, that's wonderful. I love that. Now, are, are you thinking of writing more books in the future or was this the only one? Well, you know, I'd love to. Um, I, I hope so. I hope that I write something else in the future. I This has been such a great experience and it's been so well received. And I, I love you know how this is all going and I hope that um something that I write in the future could be as beneficial to people so yeah I don't know that I have anything specific in mind right now but definitely thinking that there could be a companion book to this um on certain topics um or you know a completely different thing I feel like you know like you mentioned at the beginning memoirs are not a whole autobiography um they're a, about a period in your life and there have been other uh, cathartic experiences that I've had that mm-hmm. maybe may be worth writing about I would say definitely explore it and yeah see what happens because I think yeah. that if you've been this much of an inspiration and a blessing to those who have read this portion you know of your life I think that they would be just as inspired to, to see what else you've got going on well, thank you. I hope so. Um, yeah, we'll see what the future brings. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Before we close out, how can listeners connect with you and how can they get a copy of the book? So the book is for sale on Amazon. So you just need to go to Amazon. The title again is Cancer and Other Things I'm Grateful For. My full name is Erica K. Wolf. My middle initial's in there because there's another author with the same name. So Erica K. Wolf. And as far as connecting with me, I do have a website. It's ericakwolf.com. And from there, you can find me on all my social media or you could email me. Awesome. Well, listeners, we'll be sure to get all of uh, that information in the episode notes. So you will be able to get a copy of the book and you also can learn to have an attitude of gratitude. Thank you so much, Erica, for being our guest today. We appreciate it so much and wishing you all the best. Thank you, Chelsea. It was wonderful to talk with you. I appreciate it. And thank you for your well wishes. And listeners, as always, keep winning at writing. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.